Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Merry-Go-Round podcast. My name is Mary Brasha, and I'm your host. This podcast is powered by Selkirk Sport. We are Pickleball. just got back from Arizona and you may notice a little bit of a set change in the background as I have a couple hats on display to our baseball cast. We love the Dodgers and Angels and actually after the singles final on Sunday at the Mesa Arizona Cup, my family went to the end of a spring training game. So that was really cool to see. And then in the middle is a UCLA hat because some of you may not know our youngest sister, the third Brasha, Molly, is a diver on the UCLA Bruins team, and they are off to the Pac-12 championship this week in Washington, so we are wishing her good luck. Go Bruins! I had the opportunity to play Anna Lee in both singles finals in these Arizona tournaments, and props to her for playing so well. She's the best in the world for a reason. I think on my end in Scottsdale, I got beat one and two, so didn't really have anything, you know, that was giving her any trouble in that final. And then I came back in Mesa and got to make the final again, was feeling really confident, feeling a flow throughout the whole weekend. But I think when I found out late Saturday night that I was going to be playing on Fox on national TV, which by the way, it was just such a cool opportunity to play pickleball on a stage like that. I'm super grateful, but I think some nerves came over me. So as you may have seen, I was pickled 11-0 on national TV in the first game of the final. And I came over to my dad on the bench and I said, well, it can't get much worse. And so if you know me, you know, I will fight till the end. I was happy to put up a much better fight in game two. I was actually leading eight, seven at one point. So maybe scaring her a little bit. And I do believe in my heart that I have the game to be able to do it. And I'm going to keep working hard and I've gotten games in the past. So I'm just going to go back to the drawing board and keep working on my game and I'm really excited for the opportunity to play Annalie again. For the third time, Maggie and I played against the Kawamoto sisters and this week we had the magic formula to get the W. They had gotten us the past two times this year, so three tournaments in a row. There was a Selkirk sisters battle, but we were super excited to get that win and then moved on to play a tough, tough match against the eventual finalists, Megan and Etta, and we'll have to talk about that match in another episode, but it was about as close as it gets and great play from both teams. And I know Maggie and I are going to come back stronger in our next tournament. I also really enjoyed playing with Gabe Tardio this week in Mesa and congrats to him on making the final in men's doubles. Look at us go, super cool. I love being in Arizona, had such a fun time with our close family friends, the Evans family, Nick and Eric for being our warm-up buddies. Thank you to the Malcolm family for letting us use your court to warm up. And the vibes in Arizona were just great. Like I love the progressive draw. I think it's really fun that there's 
different events being played throughout the day. So you can watch a singles match and then you can watch a mixed match or a women's match. And there's a lot of variety and it's really exciting to follow along throughout the week. So I really hope PPA sticks with this format moving forward. Besides pickleball this past month, I got to go do some karaoke with friends. Maybe some of you saw the videos on my Instagram. It's really fun to do things outside of pickleball with pickleball friends. And that's what makes the community super special. And I also hosted a women in sports day clinic for high school girls. And I was really excited to do that because I love growing the game with the next generation of players. So look out for more clinics like that to come in the future. Final thought before I introduce our guest is that my next tournament is the PPA in Austin. I am not going to Minnesota. I will be training here and prepping for the next one, but I also have a new mixed doubles partnership coming up that will be announced soon. So I'm excited for you guys to see who I'm playing with. Today's guest is one of the top female players in the world. She always plays with such joy and gratitude, always has a smile on her face, and she's also a fellow silver medalist this past weekend in Mesa. So please welcome to the show, Vivian David. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Vivian. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. uh, how are you doing today and where are you calling from? I am doing great. I am back home in Texas, New Braunfels, Texas, um, after the weekend in Arizona, and I am happy to be home. <laughs> yes, it's always so nice to get home that day after a tournament and just have time to rest. Is that what you do the day after? Oh my goodness. 100%. A uh, rest day is definitely something that is much needed for Viv. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I just want to congratulate you on a wonderful tournament and go into a little bit more about your tournament experience in Arizona and tell us about what it was like to play on Championship Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it was an awesome tournament. I would definitely have to say that this past weekend is probably one of my favorites. For multiple reasons, um, I think the Arizona crowd was just unreal. Like on Sunday, even like throughout the week, they were just, they were loud, they were supportive. The energy and the love that you feel from the crowd is just, it's amazing. It's its probably the best crowd I've ever played in front of. And I'm like, gosh, it's so fun. <laughs> um, and then anytime I get to play with Thomas is always fun. Like I can legit say every, there, we have so many tournaments, but every time I get to play mixed doubles with Thomas, I'm just so excited. I'm like, it's just always so fun. Um, and then playing on a Sunday for the finals, I'm honored. Again, every time we come, uh, we play, it's not very often, but hopefully we'll be making it a little more. <laughs> um, Sunday is always an honor be, to be a part of just, um, there's so many great teams and it's, it's hard. Like first rounds, it's just, it's not a guaranteed easy, easy round. So when we make it to Sunday, I'm and you know your singles you're you're a stud out there <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> yeah it is, it is such an honor and just so exciting and I want to talk a little bit more about I know I had a little bit of nerves because I heard late Saturday night that we were going to be on national tv on Fox how were you feeling knowing that your match was going to be headlining on Fox <laughs> yeah I think um Honestly, it that was a, a big deal, obviously huge to be on Fox, but I, I don't know what it is. For me, I tend to typically be able to zone stuff out like that. 
like whether it's playing in front of a large crowd um I think I just get locked in and I just focus on like just playing and my partner and I like again I think doubles is something that helps me to be a little more relaxed versus singles coming from tennis if I were to be out there by myself I think it's a little different but having that partner beside me just loosens me up and again Thomas just knows how to keep it so just fun and relaxed I don't think I I really I was as nervous at all actually so I was very thankful about that well, that's wonderful news. Okay, <laughs> we all need to be like you on the court. <laughs> Not at all. You need to find a partner like Thomas. <laughs> yes, Thomas is such a cool guy and amazing player and partner. I want to dive in a little more into what makes your partnership so special. Uh, great question. Honestly, I never thought I would actually have this much fun on the court. Like, Obviously, I started pickleball because I, I enjoyed it so much and it was so fun. It was definitely different than tennis because tennis was more of like kind of like a grind. This is something that I found a passion and enjoyment in. So I'm like, oh, I want to see how I do. But the fun that I have with Thomas is just um, it's just really, really special. I think it goes why it works so well is off the court he's almost like a brother to me so it's like we have such a good friendship him his wife Brittany they're like family to me and I think um just being able to step on the court with somebody like-minded we have very similar views on a lot of stuff I think perspective is huge as well it's kind of like we have so many tournaments we don't put the pressure on like we got to do well every single tournament we go out there we try our best if we lose early on not a big deal it's yeah. just pickleball. Yeah. there's always another one around the cor the corner lord willing um so it's like we don't have this pressure that we put on we again it's like playing with a brother so he has my back i have his it's just we have fun we're actually very similar personalities off the court too we're just kind of like goofballs and goobers <laughs> <laughs> so it just i think it's just if there's something to say off court chemistry works so well on court like again at the end of the day, it's pickleball. It's not It's not um, what defines us, who we are, but we're just so thankful to be part of this awesome journey and just doing it together. Again, similar perspective, mindsets, and just having fun out there, win or lose. Love that answer. Yeah, we can definitely tell that you guys are one of the teams that have the most fun on court, <laughs> always have the good vibes. So I'd love <laughs> to see it and congrats again. But I want the audience to get to know you a little bit more, Vivian, because you are such a lovely human being. So please <laughs> tell us about where you're from and how you got into pickleball. Yeah, absolutely. So where I'm from is I'm kind of all over the place, I'm kind of a mutt. <laughs> uh, my parents are from Slovakia and Czech Republic. My mom's from Czech Republic. My dad's from Slovakia. I am one out of seven kids. So I'm the second youngest out of seven six girls and one boy oh um, my gosh <laughs> i know never a dull moment growing up <laughs> nice. um, so the first five kids were born in slovakia and then after that my um mafia was bad in slovakia during that time so my dad decided to move the family to canada and then that's where my younger sister and i sarah were born so we're the only two born in canada and i'm actually a canadian citizen oh. still to this day Nice. Um, and then we moved uh, to Florida when I was about seven years old, I believe. 
Okay. And that's kind of where I was raised most of my life, seven till three years ago when I moved here to Texas. So about like, yeah, most of my life in Florida. Um, and that's where I grew up. I got into tennis at the age of seven. I did tennis for a while. Our family was actually, or my dad was big into tennis. We had tennis course in our backyard. So we practiced a lot. Um, and then by the age of 14, I kind of got burnt out. And then I just wanted nothing to do with tennis, nothing to do with sports. My dad owned a tennis and pickleball. Well, at the time it was a tennis store. Um, so I started working for my dad at the retail store. Okay. And then I remember like yesterday, there was a gentleman that came from a nearby country club or a community. And he talked to my dad. He's like, I think that you should start carrying pickleball paddles. He's like, and this was like in 2012, late of 2012. And he's like, it's going to take off eventually. Like we're building courts in our, in our neighborhood. Um, just, just a food for thought, like, just see if you want, you're interested in carrying them. So my dad's like, yeah, absolutely. We'll carry a couple of paddles, no harm. And then after that, the sport just started booming, um, (laughs) taken off and still, it was like 2000 until 2018, I think I was looking at the sport and I'm like, this is an old person sport because where I'm from Naples, um, there's a bunch of older people, right, uh, it's right. a senior uh, place. And so I uh, associated pickleball, which is, um, older people <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, no way I'm getting into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then I tried it. I started playing um, at the actual store that um, I worked for, my dad's store. There was also an indoor court that he ended up putting in the store. So uh, people would come to the store and demo the paddles inside the retail store. So that was kind of cool. And that's where I started playing more. Got it. um, I started playing more. I ended up playing my dad's tournament in 2019, the World Pickleball Championship. And I entered in singles in that one. And leading up to that tournament, I did practice singles because I don't want to go out there not knowing what to do. (laughs) I played and um, several of the top uh, names back then, I don't want to do this, but back then, (laughs) top names were playing in that tournament. And I actually ended up winning that tournament. Um, And I was kind of like, I was kind of a nobody, like just... um, I think it was my first singles tournament that I entered in. So when I won that, I was like, interesting. I'm like, I wonder if like I invested a lot more time into this, where this could go. Cause I was also having fun with it. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of when it started. Um, After I won that tournament, I got it. I got it. I got more players asking about um, playing doubles and stuff. So I kind of put, singles on the back burner and started practicing a lot more for doubles because it was very different coming from tennis it was completely like the soft shots I didn't have that in tennis I wasn't a finesse player so I definitely started dedicating more time to practicing for the doubles and then after that it just kind of the rest is history and now I'm just enjoying every moment that I get to go on the pickleball court <laughs> wow what a story yeah you've been playing for a long time which I think maybe some people don't realize like you're just getting better and better every year. And it's just great to see your progress. I know when I came into the sport in 2020, I was like, this is a gal that I could see being friends with because she's just so nice and kind to everyone too. So that just adds on to all the great. Oh, likewise. 
You're, you're a ray of sunshine everywhere you go. I always hear wonderful things. <laughs> well, that is a great background. And now I want to jump in a little more into what a day in the life of Vivian is with practice and training. What do you do? <laughs> um, so I think it varies. I used to, now it just depends on the week when like the tournament falls, um, what that day is going to hold for like practice workouts and all of that um so i usually i'm more of an early board uh early bird early board <laughs> my brain's still not functioning <laughs> um early bird i like mornings a lot um so i just uh, depending on the day i'll wake up early to have my devotions um i like to read and just kind of set the tone for the day spending time in um, god's word and prayer and then after that, I like to, um, every other day, I'm starting to make it a little bit more where I'm working on cardio as well. So in the morning, I will either like do treadmill work, sprints, and um, just just treadmill work to work on like cardio stuff because everybody knows I like my weights, but I don't always do cardio because <laughs> it's not really fun. <laughs> um, but like right now, I see that the sport is just becoming so much more intense and people are putting a lot more emphasis on just um, just working out and being in shape because it is becoming a lot more. Players are becoming more fit, stronger and all of this. So it's kind of like I want to make it a priority that I do both weights and conditioning. Um, so that'll be like in the morning and depending on some mornings, I actually drill early in the morning with Thomas. So I moved to New Braunfels to practice more with Thomas. Um, and sometimes we'll drill at 6.30 to 8.30. So a nice early morning session. But yep. again, him and I are both early birds. So it works for us. <laughs> yes. Say, I want to join in on these early morning drill sessions because Heck I yeah, love baby. waking up early. <laughs> hey, if you're in Texas, you are more than welcome to join. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. But continue. What else were you going to say? Um, yeah. So and then after that, I will typically come home eat a meal, um, whatever time that is, usually breakfast, obviously. Um, and then um, we'll probably go to the gym with my sister. I like to go to the gym with my sister. We do weights together. So that's always fun. It's kind of like our sister bonding time. Um, gym is definitely my happy place. It's something that I just can unwind and it's just fun to push weight, challenge yourself. And it's more of a competition within myself versus anything else. It's just kind of like just getting stronger is, is just, it's fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know, you know, the same, cause you've been crushing it as well. So, um, but yeah, after that, and then sometimes we'll do it, I'll do second session with like points and stuff. So, um, Usually I might travel to Austin for that because we have a little more players in Austin. So we'll um, do a group of games, whether it's mixed, women's. Um, we are very fortunate to have quite a few players surrounding this area. So it's been super helpful with practice and stuff. Um, and then after that, it's just kind of um, just uh, for me, I'm trying to work on more of like um recovery stuff because I lot of do I do a lot of on court and drilling and practicing but for me the recovery part is was never a really big thing for me with tennis okay. um I was young and I think I recovered well and quick and whatever when you're young you're young yeah. but I'm not that young anymore 
like I feel it. I'm 27 and I feel sometimes like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, hmm, why is my back feeling off? <laughs> oh, you're so old, Vivian. You're so old. <laughs> well, compared to some of these players, I am. <laughs> oh, I get but it. But it's like, especially like if you're wanting to do it for a while, like it's uh, recovery stuff is very important. And it's like, whether it's the whole ice bath, that's, that's a little... I haven't done that yet and it's gonna probably take a while for me to get behind that because I am not a cold temperature water person yeah <laughs> um but like that stretching cool downs like all of that stuff is very important for the body and um I just need to do a better job and I have been working on that more also um food wise just kind of fueling my body um being more intentional specifically with protein because I feel like I've been eating enough protein more and my body has been recovering a lot better and it's crazy to see like if you protein in my opinion is very vital for recovery so that's just um just learning more like food body what works for you and that's been really intriguing to me just how my body works what it needs recovery wise rest days all of that stuff so just kind of figuring it out, figuring how what works for me, and um, it's been it's been fun. <laughs> Good, yeah. It sounds like you have very productive days, and I wanted to ask in your drilling session, what is one thing you're working on, and some advice for someone who may be trying to work on the same thing? Yeah. Um. So for me, it might be a little different, just because I'm known to be a right side person and player I've definitely been doing a lot more left side work whether it's just uh, drilling playing points I think because when I got into the sport I was immediately put onto the right side I was playing mixed doubles all the time so obviously yeah. hey I in mixed doubles I'm going to be on the right but that's just how I was introduced to the sport so I think my brain was naturally inclined to always seeing the court from that side never, never going on the left. So I just didn't know the, uh, I didn't view the court on the left side. So it's like, okay, everything is ingrained in me on the right side. So now I'm really putting a priority on figuring things out on the left. And honestly, a big thing is just mental for me. I think sometimes yeah. I get into my head, like, oh, I'm so used to the right, not the left. And then really it, the roles are just reversed, like flip-flopped. Like if, if a ball is coming from over that angle, you're sitting on this side and the right person should be covering that. So it's just, exactly. I think it's just, I need to get out of my head sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, just go out there and play pickleball, babe. Yep. Just play. Um, just play free. <laughs> exactly. So, and in practice, I've been doing it a lot more in women's specifically. And I'm like, man, I do like the left side. Like yeah. it's fun because I think you can create a little bit more. You have a little more room to create. Obviously, sometimes the creations that you come up with might be um, not great, but hey, you live and you learn. <laughs> yes, yes. Trial and error. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I would tell people is just whatever you do, just really make sure that you find a way to drill it that makes it fun for you. Yeah. So you never, yeah. for me, a mindset is just, um, I'm a driller. I love to drill and everything. Sorry, did something pop up on my... No, I think just... you might have given a thumbs up, which was good. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how That's I did a first. That's a first on the podcast, but I love it. <laughs> well, hey, as long as you're okay with it, we're yes, good. Yes. Um, so just enjoying what you do because um, it'll help the process of just 
getting better and wanting to come back to it and working on it more. Because in tennis, again, it was more of just like, I have to do this and the drive wasn't there and the enjoyment wasn't there. So it kind of, it grows stale and flat. And that's when you just feel like you're kind of burnt out and you don't have this excitement to go out and try and learn new things or keep on working th- working on things. So I would definitely say just find whatever you need to work on, find a way to do it how in a way that you enjoy it. And for me, I love drilling and I'm very particular with who I drill. It's got to be somebody who's focused, focused, but also having fun. Like it's not super dreary. (laughs) I feel like we are the same in so many ways. We have the morning people. We like to drill with fun people. I mean... (laughs) How cool is that? But I was just going yeah, to Texas, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I need to go to Austin. What a good place to play. But just for the people listening, you know, personally, I like to play a lot of games and add points when I drill, you know, let's mm-hmm. do 11. And whereas my sister is more like, oh, I just kind of like to mindlessly drill and just hit my shot. So there's different types of yeah. drilling for everyone. But when you get out there and work on the things you want to work on, it's going to elevate your game. Take it from Vivian who made a fine. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. I'm actually more like Maggie, to be completely okay. honest. I don't need to put points on it. Yeah. I think for me, once I put points on it, then um, I'm not as free and loose to try out new things. Yeah. Which... Could be controversial, I guess, because I think sometimes putting points on there is good pressure leading up to tournaments because it's kind of like you're playing under pressure and you're learning how to still try to be creative with that added amount of pressure. Right. Um, But I would have to say I'm more like Mackie. Okay, got it, got it. More like you. (laughs) Yes, a combination. Well, that is great insight, Vivian. And Moving on to the next question, if you can come up with a couple, maybe one or two of your favorite pickleball memories, because you have been playing for a while now, what would those be? Yeah, um, gosh, there's a lot of a lot of good memories. I would definitely have to say this past weekend has been one of wow. one of the most fun. Um, again, I have to give it up to the Arizona crowd. It's, it made it so fun. It made it like, especially in the finals, like they were cheering so hard for us and I felt like we let them down, (laughs) but like even between, between points or right before we would serve, like they would start clapping like one, two, three. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is just, this is so fun. It makes it so fun. And it's just like the love and support that you feel from the crowd it was just amazing. It was amazing. And then being with Thomas on a Sunday, it was just one to remember for sure. Um, Arizona crowd. I love you. (laughs) Yes, We love Arizona and the good vibes there. So good. So good. And then the other one that I have to think it's kind of bittersweet. Um, but it's the masters 2023. Um, why it's bittersweet is because that's when Thomas had his heart scare. It was just, it was a time where things were not good that tournament, but leading up to that point, we were playing uh, Matt and Lucy on center court, all white outfits. So it was like a very nice look with the green courts. Yeah. Um, Thomas and I, we literally, I don't know if I'm sure you've had this, but we could not miss. 
everything we hit, it was just going our way. <laughs> you were in the flow. It, it was insane. I think that was probably the only match that like literally anything you hit was going in. Like I would do a ridiculous speed up, a very not smart speed up. And I would just save myself or Thomas would save me and we'd just get back to it and end up winning the point. It was crazy. I even yeah. found myself on the left side. I um, Thomas drove, I crashed and then I stayed on the left. And for a while we, we dinked a little bit and then I ended up pulling a speed up I think it was at Lucy, ill-advised, not a good speed up. And I ended up resetting it. She counters it well. I hit it like at my shoelaces. I reset the point. And then I'm on the left side. Matt's on the left side as well, obviously. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sitting backhand on the left side, which you should be covering middle, Viv. You should be covering with a forehand. I'm sitting backhand. He speeds up to my backhand. <laughs> so I crush a backhand and then I finish it off with a forehand <laughs> mind you I had no idea what the left side does right but I, but I was on a backhand on the wrong side <laughs> but we ended up winning and it was just again the feeling of not not being able to miss is kind of fun because you just yeah. feel like you can just hit any shot and it goes your way <laughs> yes left side oh. specialist Vivian here we go <laughs> but those are those are really cool memories to hear about and yeah. Sure. I, I just am so happy for you and all the success you guys are having. I mean, Vivian, I want to ask you a couple quick fun questions about some of your favorite things. So what is your favorite dessert? Hands down, easy, easy would be cookies. A good chocolate chip cookie. I'm particular with cookies though. It's not like a Walmart or like a Publix, just basic like yeah. homemade are the best in my opinion, but mm -hmm. like the texture, texture's got to be right, but you cannot go with our, you cannot go wrong with a chocolate chip cookie. You cannot. So we are waiting for the baking YouTube videos from Vivian. The, the future <laughs> I actually <baker>. love baking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. But before pickleball, side note, before yeah. pickleball, I thought about potentially opening up a bakery. Well, that would be so cute. I can see it in Austin. Combine them, you know, pickleball and a bakery. That could be your, your that, would be fun. that could be your thing. Okay. And favorite ice cream flavor. Cause I've seen on Instagram, you guys get ice cream after tournaments like we do. Yes. Um, I would probably have to go. I like chunks in my ice cream, but okay. if I'm doing more of like a, like a set flavor, I would definitely go with cookies and cream. Nice. All right. And my last question in this category is if you are going to a karaoke bar with all your friends after winning the championship, or in this case, you got your silver medal this weekend, what song are you singing? Ooh, darn. I've actually never gone to a karaoke, so I'll be completely honest. <laughs> That's I think okay. I think it would depend on my mood, um, but at whatever in the moment it would be, it'd probably be some kind of Disney movie. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite Disney movie? Ooh, I would probably have to go with Mulan. <laughs> what a nice movie. Okay. That's very inspiring. I like it. Ah, I love Mushu. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, we'll all have to go to Disneyland after when you come to the LA tournament, you know, oh, that would be fun. Group to go. That would be fun. That would be so fun. 
we love Disney in our household. So that would be great. And the last thing I want to ask you today is how does your faith, this is kind of a loaded question. So Mm -hmm. how does your faith play a role in your pickleball journey? Great question. Um, I think honestly, it is a loaded question. Wow. Um, I, the way I see it again, my perspective on pickleball is a, very different than I think a lot of people. And right now seasons change in life. And I never would have imagined that I would be doing pickleball full time and be where I am today. And honestly, I take it as like a gift from the Lord because um, it's definitely something that Again, like I said, I never would have imagined that I'd be here. And I think the platform of being a professional athlete and just playing in front of a lot of people and a lot of eyeballs watching is just such a unique opportunity to just use what God has given me for his glory. And whether that's how I interact with fans, how I represent and how my character is on court, how I treat my partners, all of that is just Again, my main thing and focus when I play is just for God to receive all the honor and glory. Um, yeah, some some tournaments are good. You you win some, some tournaments you don't play well, but I think ultimately if my heart is in the right place, I feel like um, win or lose, I'm able to have a better perspective on life. And again, like I mentioned a little earlier, Pickleball doesn't define who I am. It's something added to my life and something that I'm so thankful for and able to do it as a full-time job. What a blessing. But one day when it comes to where I no longer do pickleball or if I get injured, like it's not the end of the world and God will open other doors where he'll use me in another way. So it's just kind of, it's been a really, really neat journey and I have several godly people in my life that encourage me and just kind of help me to have perspective on this and again seeing it as like a gift from the lord that um just to use it for his for his everything like it's just i i can't add a single day to my life so it's like just being here and playing and where the lord has me i'm just so thankful for the opportunity and just want to use it until um he has other plans and then opens other doors and when that time comes i will move on forward. Uh, but right now it's pickleball. So that's kind of my mindset in that. Great answer, Vivian, and great insight into your pickleball journey and just all the cool okay. things you're doing for the sport. Thank you so much for coming on Mary Go Round podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And again, huge congrats to you on an awesome weekend as well. We can't forget that. Mary oh. B. Did awesome things last weekend. <laughs> thank you, Vivian. And thank you to everyone who tuned in to this episode of the Merry Go Round podcast. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>